I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the wonderful sounds of nature. You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 205, it's July 11th, 2019. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, as usual, we have so much to talk about. And so many things we can't talk about. It's a big weekend in pro wrestling. Every company in the world <laughs> is running an event. <laughs> Everyone G- that matters, yeah. G- G1, Fight for the Fallen... Evolve on WWE Network, Extreme Rules, more G1. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the Saturday stuff. Uh, Evolve on WWE Network. Is this anything? I mean, it's trying to get people to not watch AEW show. <laughs> That's what it is. And I don't. I mean, I don't know that you need to take that out on Evolve. I mean. I, I don't think they're unwitting participants in here, but this is obviously the, this is why they made, you know, the quote unquote deal with the devil, right? So that they would, you know, they're basically at this point, a, a glorified, uh, you know, territory for them to send people. That's why the street prophets and Fabian Eichner and guys like that uh, went there. And that's, that's what evolve is now. And I guess they didn't have any other shows that they thought were worth putting on the network. So like, Hey, this is a plausible enough reason. We're going to put Evolve's 10th anniversary show on the <laughs> network. It's a, it's a night for celebration, quite frankly. <laughs> they're, send, they're sending big NXT stars there out of the goodness of their heart. You know you know how WWE loves indie wrestling and really just wants to help out. <laughs> right. Right. This is, all, this is all done out of kindness. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're just everybody's friend, you know? You know, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't care that they're running up against AEW, frankly, they should. <laughs> like, like, why? I don't understand why people are like, oh, this is a dirty trick. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, the, the a- argument, it was that because the AEW show is the proceeds of which are going towards victims of gun violence, so this isn't your regular old wrestling show as much as it is, you know, something of a charity event, but I mean, this is what happens in a wrestling war, right? Exactly. That's why I'm not upset in the least about it. It's like, yeah, Walmart's going to, it's like, yeah, I mean, you can, you can get, you can objectively say, yeah, this is bad. And they're just doing it to try to draw viewers away from AEW. Yeah. And they're going to do it as often as they can. Same reason they're, you know, they booked Madison Square Garden five, five days before AAA is going to run there. Like they're going to do everything they can, especially if they think anybody's coming in on their turf. Right, that's why they ran Dallas five days before New Japan ran in Dallas. Right, <laughs> exactly. This it's is fine. what it is. <laughs> it's fine. I don't. I don't care. Uh, the uh, fight for the Fallen show. I know you're hyped about uh, one match in particular. I know. Yeah, I. I mean, it's uh, the the Cody and Dustin versus Young Bucks match, which I assume is the main event of the show. Um, 
they did a, a hype video they put up on, on YouTube, which is how they do all their hype videos because they don't have TV yet. Um, but I thought that it, those those sit-down interview pieces they did, they did one with uh, Cody. It's The Bucks aren't on it really at all other than in footage. Just Cody and Dustin talking about, uh, you know, you know, the Young Bucks are a great team, but they sort of look down on us like we aren't also a great team. And then they <laughs> – the part I didn't like was they kept talking about all the stuff they did in WWE. Sure. Like – uh, but they did at least turn that into a kind of a thing uh, where uh, they were talking about like, oh, the Young Bucks spent all their time on Twitter flirting with the Usos, and we beat the Usos' asses for two straight years before we left. <laughs> Which at least that that reminded me of uh, when Brett uh, called out Goldberg for challenging Steve Austin to a fight. And he's like, I beat Steve Austin every time I ever wrestled him. Why don't you call <laughs> me out? <laughs> Which is like, yeah, that's so at least they kind of brought it back at the end. But uh and yeah, I just I liked it. And then there's sort of a line about how the the young bucks and, and Cody and and Cody were at a, a dinner with Tony Khan and some of the TNT executives and they were sort of uh they were the young bucks did not consider Cody and Dustin to be up to their level of work rate. And so uh Dustin then said, As if that's right, then I'm gonna power slam Nick and Matt so hard that their souls leave their bodies. And I was like, that's a good line. <laughs> so I, I believe that this is, I mean, they're, they're not trying to portray it as like, it's going to be some blood feud now, but they are at least going like, yeah, no, we, we want to beat them. And we want to prove that we're the best. We want to prove that we're a really good tag team too. I was like, all right, cool. Now I kind of have a reason to care about the match, but yeah, and the fact that it'll be a good match. Always nice when the pro wrestling companies get you to care about their product. Yeah, somewhat rare, but it's nice when it happens. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. What else do we have? We have the G1. Uh, It began this past Saturday. Uh, It continues this coming Saturday and Sunday, and it goes on and on (laughs) and on and on. the A block has, let's just, I don't know if you want to do predictions or you just want to just chat up like who looks like likely winners or potential winners in each block. I guess I'll throw out the A block has Okada Tanahashi, Will Ospreay, and Kota Ibushi as probably the most serious contenders. While yeah. the, the B block has uh, Shingo Takagi, uh, Tetsuya Naito and I guess John Moxley, but I don't see him being pushed as a tippy 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 top sure. guy. B-Block um, has uh, Jay White as well, don't they? They do, yes. Uh, I just don't consider <laughs> I don't consider him a tippy tippy top guy either. <laughs> I mean, they tried uh, real hard. Yeah, I mean, they gave him the title. They gave him the title. He beat Okada um, three times in a row, and I would challenge you to find anyone that's beaten Okada twice in a row in that company in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's, and then Okada beat him though. They kind of did the Cena thing though, (laughs) where like they give him the big win over the top guy, but then the top guy eventually just comes and gets his win back. Well, they are a little more liberal with how they, uh, how the top guys lose, you know, it's not, um, it's a big, I don't know. It's a big uh, three of Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito. And I guess with Ibushi sticking around, Ibushi is like the fourth the fourth pillar there. And then I think everybody else is kind of a level down. And that's where your, your Whites and your Zack Sabres and people like that are. But 
Uh, are you excited for the continuation of the G1? What did you think of the Dallas show? Yeah, I thought the Dallas show was uh, was really good. I'm going to throw this out there. I think Lance Archer is better than Drew McIntyre. <laughs> wow. In wow. every way. <laughs> wow. I think he's a better worker. He has more exciting. He has more exciting. Not true. He was working with Will Ospreay, who is the first or second best wrestler in the world. But the way he moves is more interesting. He moves to me. So, like, I feel like he watched a lot of Undertaker. Oh, and, a million, million percent. I mean, and not just because he does some Undertaker's moves either, but just the way he moves for a big man. And he also has what Drew McIntyre doesn't have, which I think is like interesting facial expressions. <laughs> so, uh, he has charisma. Yes, he, he has at least some sort. He has something that makes me pay attention when he's on the screen, and Drew McIntyre does not have that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I thought the the Dallas show, the first uh, the first A block uh, matches were good. I mean, I think the, the Osprey Archer match and the Okada Tanahashi match, which was, I mean, we we were concerned for uh, Tanahashi's well being, and still are considering he's got to have a a wrestling match every night for 30 days going forward here. But, uh, I mean, they, they had an Okada Tanahashi match. It was kind of a mishmatch best of, but, uh, Okada, I think helped him a lot too. And, uh, yeah, it was, I thought that was a really good match as well. Um, as far as, yeah, as far as winners or, you know, your, your A and B block winners, my thought process was that it just, again, this is my gut, but that's going to be a Bushi and Jay White in the finals. Interesting, interesting. I would guess Ibushi and Naito, but I, they've done that match so many times this year, though. I know, and I think they're going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, I mean, betting against Naito at least making it to the finals in the G one is probably uh, a bad. Actually, you shouldn't bet against Naito probably making it to the finals at least. So that's that's a good point on your on your end. Well, just that they've they've made a big deal for the last you know seven months about. Naito wants to be the first guy to be Intercontinental and IWGP heavyweight champion at the same time. And the only way he does that, well, I mean, I guess he could, yeah, the only way he does that anytime soon is winning the G1 because he's not in the block with Okada. So it's not like, oh, if he beats Okada in the tournament, he's going to get a title match. Right. He's, he's not. The only way he gets a title match anytime soon is if he wins the, if he wins the G one. Um, I guess you could do a thing where somebody wins the briefcase and defends against him and he wins the briefcase, mm-hmm. um, you know, in October or whatever, but I don't know. I just, I think, I think we're, uh, we're going to Naito and Ibushi yet again. Fair bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenta debuted on the show, the former Hideo yeah. Itami and the now sure did. Kenta again. What do you think of uh, Kenta and Ibushi? I mean, I thought they had a, a good match. Um, I didn't think it was fantastic, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching uh, Ibushi repeatedly offer up his head to be kicked really hard. Mm. Wasn't a big fan of that. I mean, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to compare anything Ibushi's done that isn't those Naito matches. Because nothing looks nearly as deadly to his, you know, because at least it's like, okay, maybe he'll get a concussion, but he won't get a concussion and a broken neck in this match, maybe. Sure. So, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't see it as like, oh my gosh, Kenta just really showed the world what he can do. It's like, yeah, he, I mean, his kicks look good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did you, did you have a, any sort of feel for 
how he's going to be going forward? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I think, I think he was in there with one of the best guys in the world and he had a good match. Um, we'll see. We'll see. See how his body holds up doing, as you said, practically a match every night for the next 30 days. Yes. Um, the 30 days. Your boy is tired. <laughs> your, your boy is tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So G1 is going to ruin my life for the next month. That's exciting. Sure. Uh, Extreme Rules is coming up this Sunday on the award-winning WWE Network. Boy, WWE television this week was something else. <laughs> any any, op- any any optimism after uh, <laughs> Raw on Monday? Um, I mean, theoretically, some of the matches might be good. <laughs> which, just theoretically, which ones? <laughs> uh, Usos and Revival. Um, <laughs> Kofi and Joe might be good. Might be. Um, I don't know because like Joe, it seems to really at this point in his career see, depend on who he's matched up with, depending on whether or not Joe has a good night or not. But um, he never has necessarily bad nights. But as far as like really good uh, nights, um, and I mean the the, the SmackDown three way tag will probably be good. They right. didn't they didn't put Finn and Nakamura on this show, did they? Uh, not as of uh late Press Tuesday. Time. <laughs> yes, not as of late Tuesday night. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, so that's my optimism. There might be one or two good wrestling matches on the show. Monday Night Raw was an absolute disaster this week. What the hell happened? Uh, well, you're gonna have to tell me because I watched uh, one hour of it and then the home run derby for the rest of the night. I see. You made a wise choice. Um, <laughs> Shane McMahon was in seven segments. Wow. Okay, I didn't come back for the main event of the show. I, I amend my previous statement. So so they did they did the uh the masked man gimmick with Cedric Alexander and then they beat him. <laughs> like what? What is happening? Well, well the heel's gotta be strong going into the pay per view, man. The wrestle on the Undertaker, for God's sake. The whole show was the heel's gotta be strong going into the pay per view, except they beat the revival like a sheet. <laughs> sure. Or like a drum, clean as a sheet, like a drum, whatever. Well, we can, we can, uh, we can beat the champs. You know, they got those belts. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, all right, there was so much wrong with Raw. I don't even know where to start. So let's just run down <laughs> Extreme Rules. Sure, we'll go. We'll uh, talk about it as we go. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, the revival and the Usos. I think <laughs> they keep trying to. They actually think they're going to trick the revival into staying uh, mm-hmm. by giving them the raw tag titles, and there's no way in hell the revival are staying. Um, so, eventually, at some point, they're going to just beat them and humiliate them. And so, the question is: Does that start now, or does it start later? Um, what when their deal's up like after Mania next year, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so I mean, we still got time to like try to sweet, you know, sweet talk them for another few <laughs> times. So I, I could see them losing here, and then between now and then, winning the titles like three more times, <laughs> and eventually they're gonna offer like seven fifty to each guy, and they're gonna <laughs> beg them not to go. But I think, yeah, I, I could see the USOs winning here. All right, uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley in a last man standing match. Audacious Bob. All right, they told us on TV that Braun possibly had a ruptured spleen. <laughs> All right, I didn't. 
I didn't make that up. Uh, we didn't come up with that. They told us he had a possibly ruptured spleen. So now sure. there's there's two possibilities. Either it wasn't a ruptured spleen, and if it isn't, then why did you tell us that that to begin with? Or the guy is going to do a match 13 days after rupturing his spleen, which is really stupid. Mm. No, he's tough. That shows that he's tough. It's... It's, we've we've patterned, this is so stupid. Bobby, Bobby Lashley also can't talk. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why they gave him a manager. Yeah, and uh, right, and his manager flamed out, and so now he, Bob's back to cutting his own promos, and he nobody like, else. They didn't have any other managers available right, for him. Right, they got they got Stokely Hathaway. What are they doing? Like, sure, uh, Robbie E's a manager in NXT now. The exactly. former Robbie E. Exactly. You got a million guys. It doesn't matter. You can take a wrestler you're not doing anything with. Make Heath Slater his hype guy. I'm not a Heath sure. Slater guy, but who the hell cares? Like, <laughs> what? A loud, obnoxious Southern man as a manager for a big powerhouse? That would never work. <laughs> it's, it's worked for 50 years. <laughs> you know, that's the joke. <laughs> I know. But we're, why are we trying? Why? 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 No. Is- why can't why Bobby can't speak? Like, Bob can't talk. <laughs> all right, Bobby's not particularly over either, uh, because they, they kind of just reintroduced him and out of nowhere, and like expected the audience to remember this guy that left like twelve years ago. Yes, <laughs> it's it's bad in every conceivable way. And he was like, he was never like a top act either. It's not like. Like, when the Hardy Boys came back, that was a giant deal. Because those, I mean, Matt, not so much, but Jeff was, like, a legit main, you know, number two to, you know, when you have a brand split, number one baby face. It's like, it was a big deal when they came back. It's like, Bob Lashley, yeah, he was in some high-profile matches, but he was never, they never even tried to, like, really go with him for any length of time. Well, they... Half ass did as the face of the ECW brand, but you know, that got like a quarter of the audience that Raw did. And also, no one wanted to see him on ECW, they wanted to see him punk and Rob Van Dam to be the top guys, right? He was he got the Roman Reigns push before Roman Reigns did, and then and then that was kind of it, but yeah, so I am not looking forward to Braun and Bobby Lashley, (laughs) same. Ricochet and AJ Styles are going to wrestle for the United oh, States yeah, Championship. I sat on the couch this week <laughs> during a commercial break on Raw, and I wrote like eight to twelve weeks of television of <laughs> a rico- of a Ricochet and AJ Styles program, mm-hmm. <laughs> just off the top of my head. They did like half of it in about fifteen minutes on Raw. <laughs> They had, they had Ricochet run through Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm so frustrated with how they use their television time. They have so much TV. They have so much TV. They could use it so much better. And we're not so um, uh, rich in exciting programs between good wrestlers that we need to burn through four to eight weeks of television in 15 minutes. <laughs> That's fair. My other part of this that doesn't click for me is uh, AJ beat. I mean, uh, Ricochet beat AJ Styles. I clean, know, clean as a sheet. 
And now it's the thing where the champion is demanding a mat a rematch with the big star. It's kind of the Shelton Benjamin pinning Triple H thing, where the heel laughs off losing, and then the babyface who beat him has to demand a rematch. See, I don't hate that as much. That was part of the program that I wrote. <laughs> oh, you you wrote in Shelton Benjamin versus Triple H? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wrote in, okay, a, a babyface AJ loses to Ricochet twice, and it sets up the heel turn. I don't have a problem with what they did. Well, like, he only lost once. He beat him the first time. So stupid. I, for, I forgot. At least, well, that was fine because it was to set up the title match, but then they did the title match and Ricochet beat him. If they had done like a non-finish, like if it looked like Ricochet was about to win and Gallows and Anderson ran in and AJ like shoved him off and acted like he was mad and then they did the turn, then you could at least say, well, it wasn't a clean finish. And so Ricochet wants to prove he can pin AJ Styles. Okay, that's at least something. No, Ricochet pinned him clean. That's, uh, that's frustrating. <sighs> Alistair Black is going to wrestle Cesaro on this show. This is like the 13th repackaging of Cesaro with yet another new entrance. And yet... He's the wrestling machine now. <laughs> and he has new music again. Uh-huh. Cesaro is great. I just don't. I don't care. Well, it's it's like there was a time when you could have tried, and I don't know that it would have worked out. But if you if you pushed him real, if you pushed him to the moon after he won the battle royal, and you gave him Heyman and all that, maybe something could have happened. But much like what Kevin Owens said about Dolph Ziggler uh, on SmackDown the other week, yeah, maybe it should have been you, but it wasn't, and now it never will be. Right? Like right. Cesaro's chance to be a real top tier main event guy has long since passed. So now, much like Dolph Ziggler, he's just a guy that's been at the same level on television for a decade almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess this... And they're just just—they're probably just going to beat him again because mm-hmm. Aleister Black is the, is the future and Cesaro, as you mentioned, is the past. <laughs> so, yes. Ugh. Um, all right. I guess fine, whatever. I guess these are both... These are two Paul Heyman guys, Black and Cesaro. So you can see some of Paul's influence here uh, yeah. on this on this card. Yeah, sure. I think. I mean, I think I'm kind of being serious when I said they're gonna that Cesaro's the wrestling machine now. Like he's he's gonna be the the Paul Heyman version of Kurt Angle. Yeah, the vicious you know shooter who you know just attacks everybody. Yeah. Uh, you brought up the SmackDown uh, three-way tag title match, Daniel Bryan and Rowan against the New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Uh, it should be a good match. Heavy Machinery uh, are entertaining as kind of an undercard tag act, uh, but I don't necessarily know that they need the titles. Not now, I wouldn't say. I mean, if you want to do like a <laughs> LOL, imagine WWE <laughs> doing long-term storylines for their undercard. Um, but yeah, if you did a long-term storyline of them, like building up, they don't have, this would also require them having like a bunch of tag teams for having machinery to run through. It's like, they should lose this one and then run through every tag team, get back to Brian and Rowan and like 
you know, six months and then win the titles. But I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't need them to win the titles. And I mean, New Day have had the titles 3,000 times. So I would assume Brian Rowan retain here, but I also don't know what you do with that act because there aren't any other teams. Right. Right. Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese for the Cruiserweight title on the pre show, I'm sure. Better be. <laughs> I don't have anything to add. I like Gulak. He's really good. And when he's matched with the right guy, he can be like really, really, really entertaining. But I don't think Tony Nice is uh, enhancing any match that he's in. <laughs> Bailey is defending the SmackDown Women's Championship in a handicap match against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, you would think that this Alexa Bliss-Nikki Cross thing is going to lead to a program between the two of them. You would at think. Some, at some point. But I never bet against uh, a blonde woman in, in a title match in WWE. So it sure seems like Sasha Banks is returning to TV. She could come back and... Uh, help Bailey retain, and then they go off to Alexa and Nikki, and Sasha Banks is just back, I guess. Sure. I mean, you could have Sasha come back, and, <laughs> and you could have her turn on Bailey. <laughs> I mean, reignite I... the hottest feud in the biz. <laughs> oh, gosh. The hottest feud of 2018 Sasha versus Bailey. If she comes back as a heel, she should wrestle Becky. Like, I think so too, actually. I think that's a good SummerSlam opponent for Becky. It makes the most sense, so they, I'm sure they won't do it. Um, sure. Kofi Kingston uh, defending the WWE title against Samoa Joe. I didn't think Kofi would ever be a world champion. I really don't think Samoa Joe is ever going to be a champion in Vince McMahon's WWE. Yeah, no, I think Kofi will beat him clean with his kick. I think that's What's going to happen until it's clear where they're going from here? Uh, I think Kofi's going to keep winning matches clean with his kick, so I imagine that will happen here. Pop-Pop and Roman Reigns are wrestling Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, the boss's large adult son, and the boss's pet project. I don't... No, like, no. Drew, they have to lose. Drew and Shane have to lose. You would think, although... They are apparently doing Undertaker and Drew at SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, I guess Shane, Shane can just take the fall, and then Drew can challenge Undertaker to a one-on-one match. So you know what's going to happen, right? Is Drew's going to pin Roman? <laughs> Probably. We got to get we got to get him over for the pop-up. Shane Shane's going to pin Roman. Whatever. Let's hope so. Well, Shane's got his next program already. They're going to go back to the uh, Kevin Owens <laughs> thing, but actually, Kevin Owens going to be a babyface this time. Cool. <laughs> Cool. The thing is, like, I liked the Owens promo on SmackDown where he just buried Shane McMahon and talked about how terrible it is that he's on television every week. It was but funny. You should really only cut that promo if that person is going to go away. <laughs> like, if they're going to do, like, a loser leaves town match between Shane and Owens at SummerSlam, where if Shane loses, he can't appear on television for a year or whatever, great. But if much like when they had Seth Rollins come out in December and tell everyone the reason the show is bad is because Baron Corbin is all over it. Uh, and then Baron Corbin was just still all over the show and still is to this day. Uh, <laughs> if you tell every, if you, because Miz cut a similar promo a couple weeks ago, it's like, 
yeah, you're coming out and you're telling everyone and you're, you're yelling and screaming about how terrible Shane is, how boring it is, how he's taking time from all these talented people and the crowd's into it. But it's like, but if he doesn't go away after you cut that promo, <laughs> what are we doing, man? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I think the whole theme of this show is what are we doing? <laughs> what, are we doing? what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> oh, we could have been my... fans of anything, you know? <laughs> Competitive ice dancing. Oh, yeah. Curling. Yeah, so let's talk about the main event of this show. All right, so this pay-per-view is called... We already talked about Shane. (laughs) This this show is called Extreme Rules, which which is stupid because it's supposed to be the pay-per-view without any rules. Sure. And every... Every match on this show has extra rules. <laughs> Maybe they just, it's extreme in how many rules there are. Exactly. There are like extra rules. Exactly. <laughs> extra like rules. open hand strikes are also banned in these matches. <laughs> so here's the stipulation <laughs> for the, t- the title match. It's a last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match. For All both... that is missing is Mike Tenay <laughs> saying it's really quite simple. <laughs> Seth and Becky defending against Baron and Lacey. Awesome. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Everyone, I don't like anyone in this feud currently. I don't like them in these roles, I should say. I like Becky just fine. But like, I'm like I just want to shut the show off when any of these people are on screen for fear that the other people are going to show up in the same segment and they're just I hate all I hate watching these four in the same segments together. So, uh Lacey and Corbin laid out Seth and Becky on Monday in the opening Beautiful Baron. On Raw, that's right. I thought Lacey missed Becky by a foot and a half with her woman's right Turns out she popped her right in the jaw. Yeah, which is, that's the Shane McMahon special. The offense that looks terrible, but is also actually hitting the person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if you, you put this on last or you put Undertaker on last. I mean, nothing's getting a bigger reaction than Undertaker's entrance on this show. So they should probably put Undertaker on last. But I don't know. Maybe they... I don't know. It's it's theoretically it's their two biggest full time stars are wrestling in the main event. So as yeah. a team, so I guess if you're if you're looking towards the future, then I guess, I guess they should be the ones going on last and not the sixty two year old man. Yeah, we'll see. I just we need to get somebody ready for Seth. Uh, like who? I don't know <laughs> Cesaro or Alistair Black. I'm trying to think who they could even. Put with him. Is there another show between now and SummerSlam, or is this it? No, this is it. Okay. So I, I honestly don't know. Like I don't know unless it's Brock. Yeah, Paul. We should talk about that. Paul did the. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler line uh, about Brock on Raw on Monday. I think it's Seth and Brock at SummerSlam. Um. So Brock's going to come back and cash in here, right? You would think. He could do the, which would really be a babyface move, but the, 
I'm cashing in at SummerSlam maneuver. Because <laughs> maybe they don't want to take the belt off Seth. But um, Or, yeah, he could. Yeah, Paul did the It's Not a Prediction Spoiler. He did note probably covering his own butt in case they change their minds between now <laughs> and uh, and Sunday. But it's like, hey, every time I say this line, it comes true. Maybe I'm lying this time. Um, which is really what they really should have done is have him say that. And then the announcers should be the one to point that out. Yes. But yes. like, Hey, Oh my gosh. You know, we know Paul's lied a lot in the past about Brock being here, but every time he gives that spoiler line, it's come true. Like that's yeah. probably what the announcers should be there for. But I mean, I also wouldn't rely on Michael Cole or any of them to <laughs> deliver that message properly. No, they're too busy talking about like French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, perhaps Paul was wise to just deliver that message himself. Yeah. So the fact that they don't have anyone clearly heated up uh, next for Seth, I mean, you really can't do Seth and Corbin again. So it's the last chance mixed tag match, man. <laughs> right. So you got to go with. <laughs> I, I mean, unless they got somebody called, they're calling up from NXT on the first official Heyman Raw after the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming up uh, on Sunday from Philadelphia. <laughs> be, cur- be curious to see how the Philly crowd treats this whole show. Uh, we they have... should boo everyone but Becky in that main event. <laughs> <laughs> we got the first Bischoff SmackDown coming up on Tuesday. Oh yeah. I mean, it can't be worse, or at least it'll be worse in a different way, right? <laughs> It'll be different, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely that. Um, and we talked about it in passing, but sure seems like Sasha Banks is returning. She went to Japan on her own, just called up uh, the Sendai girls' office and said, "Hey, I want to train with you," <laughs> and mm-hmm. went in and trained. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that doesn't seem like something someone who is staying in WWE long term would do. I, I don't know, man. I I think pretty clearly whenever her deal is up, I think she's going to look to do the Dean Ambrose thing and sign with AEW, but work international dates elsewhere. Makes sense to me. I mean, he he's certainly making the most of that. Uh, yeah. You know, it's he's art. I mean, to to the audiences. He went from a guy who I don't think a lot of people were super jazzed about ever seeing again, myself included, to being a, you know a pretty compelling character on on two different <laughs> on two different continents. Yeah, so I think she's going to come back, finish out her contract, and then uh, go. But um, so that's the uh, the TWL speculation station, and another item <laughs> in the speculation station this week. You think Becky Lynch is wrestling Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania? Yes. I said this, like, I don't think I ever said it on the show, but I remember I messaged you, like, three <laughs> months ago and said that this is what it was, was going to be. Yeah. Uh, and this this was based on back then. It was, like, the right at the end of April. Whenever they announced they were doing Charlotte and Becky at that, whatever that show they did, Charlotte and Becky after WrestleMania was. Um, and uh, Dave Meltzer had a line in The Observer about how they have Becky's match planned for next mania. It's going to be a main event again, if not the main event. 
And as of now, it is not scheduled to be either Charlotte or Ronda Rousey. Right. And I said to you, maybe a little bit jokingly, it's going to be Stephanie. (laughs) Because there's no other star that would be big (laughs) enough for that spot. Um, And then this week on Twitter, Stephanie posted some, I don't know, they were at some charity event or something. And she tagged uh, Becky and, and Seth Rollins in the tweet and... Becky responded saying, hey, Steph, we should fight sometime. <laughs> and I, it just jogged my memory that, yeah, I think that's WrestleMania next year is Becky Lynch versus Stephanie McMahon. Because as we know, that's the only story they will ever tell is the boss versus the wrestler. <laughs> it made them more money than, ever, than, ever, than any other story ever did. And so now it's the only story they will ever tell ever again. Can't, can't we get... Like a big muscly baby face beating big stinky giants. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get a little bit of that. Get, I mean, well, we were going to get that, but now Lars is hurt, so we can't <laughs> feed him to Roman. Awesome. Awesome. Good times. All right. Well, big weekend of wrestling coming up. Big Every weekend mo- for the next two months. Yep. Big. Pretty big. Yep. Yep. That 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 that's like Saturday the tenth of August. It's just a disaster of a day, or that whole weekend really. You got you got Takeover and G One on Saturday. You got SummerSlam on Sunday, and then you got the G One Final on Monday morning. It's ridiculous. <sighs> it's like in in like and, thirty. And that Saturday hours. is also like the Ring of Honor. Uh, show in Toronto too, I think. Uh, I don't care about not that. Well, no, but it's 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 a big show. I don't I don't care about Ring of Honor. Uh, I watched. Oh, but oh, that's the that's one last news. No, we should mention that New Japan's decided to run the East Coast of North America by themselves. Yeah, good for them. Uh, yes. I would I wouldn't want to run with Ring of Honor either. Um, <laughs> Who would? Yeah. Uh, in passing, here I watched the Impact pay per view this past weekend. <laughs> Uh, I guess it was not- it was notable because they did uh, Tessa Blanchard and what's his name Sammy Callahan in the main event. Lonnie Donegan. <laughs> yes, Tessa against Lonnie Donegan in the main event of that show. Um, I guess we talked a little bit about this off air, but uh, intergender matches are they good? <laughs> are they bad? Do do they exist? <laughs> I. I don't have a problem, like, inherently with intergender. I don't know that I need to see it, like, every week on a show, but if you have a good story to tell and it involves a man fighting a woman, I don't think that's inherently bad or that it inherently glorifies uh, domestic violence or man-on-woman violence. Mostly because, I mean, there are, you know, television shows, movies, comic books, whatever, where men fight women all the time. Uh, you know, good guy, good guys fight bad girls. Uh, good girls fight bad guys. Like it's not a, it's not a unique thing, and it's it's mixed and matched as to you know the motivations of the characters. But it's like, yeah, if you have a story that uh, that you think can lead to a good intergender match, I got no real problems with it. What about you? I think as as an occasional thing with the right people with the right story, it's, I think it's. I think it's fine. I actually think Impact did it very well. 
which I can't believe I'm saying out loud. But I also had to watch. Callahan won, didn't he? Well, they didn't do the finish right. (laughs) But as far as the story leading to the match, I thought they did it very well. Okay. Uh, And, you know, Tessa Blanchard's going to main event at WrestleMania one day uh, against Charlotte. (laughs) Most likely. Uh, Seems like a safe bet. She's definitely going to main event at WrestleMania one day. Like, I don't know. Obviously, the the word is that WWE passed on her a while ago because she had attitude problems. I don't know, man. She must have really had a bad attitude because <laughs> she's better than anybody they have uh, on the uh, on the women's wrestling side. Maybe with the exception of you know Asuka or Io Shirai or Kyrie Sane or somebody like that, she's better than. I mean, but we we don't get to you see. She's better than Carmella. Oh, <laughs> she's better. She's better than Becky. She's better than Sasha. She's better than Charlotte. She's better than Bailey. Like she's better than everybody they push. Um, <laughs> like it's it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like she must really have screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would think just with the last name and you know Hunter being such a a horseman mark and. And her being as good as she is, and I mean, even when maybe she wasn't as polished in the ring, when when she would do like, when I would see her here and there on on shows, I always thought, man, she's got like a real star quality that that you know that thing you can't teach. Um, and it's like, yeah, so they she must have just been uh, quite unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's gonna be in a WrestleMania one day though, so it'll all work itself out. It'll be fine. All right. Got anything else you want to get into? No, I think that's uh, we've covered a lot of ground on the here in this free flowing discussion. Yeah, occasionally touches on mature subjects. Yes. Yeah, I think we can uh, we can wrap it up and head on home. All right, let's do that. Till next time, everybody. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys.
right, good times. All right. All right. So when do you start your uh, when do you start your new job? It's uh, like the twenty second, like whatever that mo- that like third Monday in July is. Nice. Yeah, that's the twenty second. Yep. Good so, times. Uh, yeah, it's like also the most professional hiring process I've ever been a part of. <laughs> like they had me pre fill out like my tax forms and stuff, and nice. I had to fill out like a special form to like say that I'm definitely a citizen and stuff. <laughs> And there's a, like a, I have to get, I, it's funny cause I just got like a special, I, I mentioned that I got a physical a few weeks ago, this yeah. DOT thing, but it's not what I have is like a medical certification, but what I need for this job is the DOT medical card. So I think I have to get a second physical Ooh. in like the last, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, if I get checked for a hernia again, I'm going to be pissed, <laughs> but I mean, the rest of it was fine. Like, they didn't take any blood or anything, so it was pretty, you know, painless. The rest of it is just, you know, check your blood pressure, make sure you can see and uh, and uh, that you can hear and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not that, that worried about it, but I'm... And they have to touch your groin. <laughs> yes, that I'm uh, less, less thrilled about. I try to keep on keeping on.